Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to the bigger picture. Well, the mouse is cleaning house. Walt Disney CEO Bob Iger has announced plans for dramatic restructuring that involves cutting 7,000 jobs and $5.5 billion in cost savings. And also, we'll be talking about a new tax on the rich, possibly, that Joe Biden is pushing for. So he is saying no billionaire should be paying a lower tax rate than a school teacher or firefighter. And there's a big change to his tax plan which is to tax paper on or unrealized gains. Let's unpack it with Shane Oliver, the Head of Investment Strategy and Chief Economist at AMP Capital. Morning, Shane. How are you doing today? Good morning, Ryan. I'm doing well, thanks. Happy you are too. Yeah, I'm doing great as well, Shane. Glad to have you on. Let's start first with the earnings coming through. It's been quite a busy season when it comes to the numbers. And this thing's on. Actually, it's quite interesting. It doesn't seem that bad when you look at the latest quarter. They actually were quite... Um, good when it comes to the theme park results. We've got people going to enjoy Disneyland. The streaming business, not as bad as well. And this is, even though seeing losses, losses not as bad as expected, but you've got Bob Iger, the CEO, cutting jobs, bracing himself for perhaps worse to come. What do you take away from results? Well, I think it's consistent with what we've seen uh, in the reporting season so far, and that is earnings are suffering a little bit, but they're better than expected. Consumer demand has held up better than expected, even though it is slowing down. And, you know, overall, it's sort of been okay, which is why share markets have still managed to, to hold up and are up year to date in the US. But by the same token, we are seeing less companies surprised on the upside. Mm. And we are seeing these sort of cautious comments and actions regarding the outlook. And, of course, Disneyland or Disney, like others, is sort of anticipating somewhat slower growth ahead and they're trying to position for that. And hence why you're hearing more talk about job cuts in the US. Yeah, Shane, is there a sign that we could expect perhaps consumers to start tightening their purse strings a bit more and spending to go down? That's right. Uh, we have seen a little bit of that in the most recent retail sales figures for the US, both for November and December. They were certainly on the soft side. Uh, consumer spending in the quarter as a whole, the December quarter coming in weaker than expected. Uh, so those things are consistent with a consumer in the US, which is starting to flag or soften. And I think some of the earnings results are consistent with that. But there's obviously more to go. And there remains these ongoing risks around recession in the US. I, I think if there is one, it will be a fairly mild one. Um, but that risk is still there. And it's something which could cause volatility in share markets. Yeah, talking about those um, expectations of a recession, we've got rate hikes underway by the Fed overnight. We heard from four policymakers. They recognize inflation is moderating, but at the same time saying rate hikes are still going to be a long journey. We could expect perhaps even more down the road. How is this going to affect markets in the US? Are we perhaps going to see more pressure on tech names, for example? That's quite possible. We've seen a, a great rally year to date in share markets, the US share market uh, so far this year. Has, has risen almost to levels I thought they wouldn't get till the end of the year. The US share market's up 7.3% on the S&P 500. 
NASDAQ tech stocks, in other words, are up almost 14%. So after such a huge gain, it's quite conceivable we'll go through a bit of a rough patch. You know, you often get this strength over the December-January period. This time we didn't get it in December, but we got it in January. Um, it's often the case you go through a bit of a softer patch through February. Mm. Um, and one factor which could drive that is these still hawkish comments from the US Federal Reserve. They may be not as hawkish as they were back in December, but they're still hawkish, still saying we've got more rate hikes ahead of us and the rates could stay higher for longer. Uh, which, of course, um, you know, it partly explains why the US share market came down again last night. So it, it, the share markets are at a bit of a vulnerable point here. They've gotten themselves overbought. We've seen the seasonal strength. We may now go through a bit of a pullback. Yeah, Shane, let's uh, switch tracks to the State of the Union by US President Joe Biden. Two interesting points stood up for me, and one was the minimum tax that he's trying to slap on the wealthy, and this is a minimum tax of 20%, and there's a big part of it that will involve taxing unrealized capital gains. Pretty much paper gains, stocks that you have not sold yet, you'll be taxed even though um, you, know, you don't have it in your pocket in terms of profits yet. What do you make of this? Is this realistic in terms of being executed and of course enforced? I, look, I don't think it's going to happen. It, it's long talked about in the US that, that billionaires pay less tax than than, um, than uh, factory workers and secretaries and so on, uh, which seems unfair. Well, they pay a lower tax rate, um, which seems unfair, but Congress uh, seems to struggle to agree a way to fix it. And given the, um, uh, the Republicans controlling the lower house and an election coming up, it's very hard to see uh, those proposals for taxes on billionaires being passed ahead of the election. Uh, I, I just don't think the Republicans are going to agree to that. And, and likewise, where Joe Biden had spending plans, I don't think the Republicans are going to agree to much of that either. There might be some of it, but not much. Yeah, there's a big caveat there that he needs the Republicans to back some of his proposals, which is, like you pointed out, not likely. Uh, another interesting part for me was quadrupling the tax on corporate stock buybacks from 1% to 4%. And his um, belief is that the existing rate encourages publicly traded companies to use their profits to pump up stock values rather than paying dividends to shareholders, which can be taxed. What's your take on this? Is this a good idea? Well, the reason buybacks are so popular in the US is, as you alluded to, that the uh, dividends are taxed um, and, and therefore that has the effect where a company profit is taxed twice in the US. So once in the hands of the company is normal company tax, and then when they pay it to the shareholder as a dividend, it's taxed again. So a, a way around that is the, uh, the buybacks, uh, which is why buybacks are so popular in the US in comparison to several other countries. Uh, I think the real issue is to, to try and do something about the double taxation of dividends in the US uh, rather than pumping up the tax rate on buybacks. But that said, uh, it's something the, uh, the Democrats want to do. But again, I don't think the Republicans are going to agree to that sort of stuff. Yeah, lots to uh, really unpack as we uh, head into next year where we will see uh, election run towards the next president for the US. We'll be chatting with Shane Oliver. He is the Head of Investment Strategy and Chief Economist for AMP Capital. Shane, thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, Ryan. All the best for the day ahead. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.